Good day, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Black Therapy Uncensored. I'm your host, Kay Henry, licensed mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk to you today about fathers, more specifically, black fathers. Again, as I told you in previous episodes, June is Men's Mental Health Month, but I And we on Black Therapy Uncensored are dedicating it to the Black men and their mental well-being. So shout out to the men, like the Black men. Like, let me wrap a taste to you for a second. I love me some Black men. I am married to a Black man. I have a Black father. My brothers are Black. My uncles are Black. I love black men and I stand by y'all. Black women stand by black men. But sometimes that's not reciprocated. But I'm not going to get into the topic of why that's not reciprocated because that would get into a whole bash fest. And I'm all about the love. We're all about the love on Black Therapy Uncensored. So today's episodes, we are focusing on Black men, Black fathers. We're saluting them. So shout out all the Black men listening to this episode. Give yourself a round of applause, a little pat on the back. Do a little dab if you want to. Whatever it is, you know, bust a move. You all are amazing human beings, and I don't think that's said enough. Now, me being me and the writer that I am on the low, low key, before people start be like, yo, where's your book dropping? Where's that poetry you was talking about? Listen, I have a, I have pages and pages and pages of stuff that I can share with you, but I'm not going to share it yet. I'm going to share it in bits and pieces. But I have a few pieces that I can share with you. And one of them that I wrote back in 2016, so that's about four years ago, when at the height, I don't want to say at the height um, of all this, you know, black men being killed by police, by white people being harassed. Um, It was just on my heart and I just felt like writing it. So here we go. Salute to the men out there, especially black men. It's hard to be you, the struggles you go through daily just to stay alive and survive. And the moment you crack, mentally lose it, show hurt, is the day the whole world turns their back on you. Then people wonder why our black men are so angry, aggressive, unloving, Because when they are vulnerable, the whole world laughs at them. Shut down. Black men, I love you. Sign a loving black woman. And that is from me, Kay, Henry, to you black men. From one black woman to a black man. All the black men out there. That one is for you. So we're going to break that down a little bit and discuss today black men and all their their essence, okay, and all their their beautifulness, you know. Um, 
society likes to portray this picture that black men ain't shit. I'm going to just give it to you, right? We're unfiltered, we're uncut, we're unhinged, we're raw. Black men are shit. They are the shit. They are the creme de la creme. And we cannot lump all of them together because of one or a couple. We don't do that with any other race or ethnicity. But when it comes to black men, you're like, you find one bad one, you're like, people just shitting on the rest of them. But black men are beautiful. Black men are strong. They are kings. They are warriors. They are providers. They will go to bat for their family. But what has happened in the grand scheme of things called life and history, because this is the history they don't teach you, right? So welcome to Kay's School of Black History. Listen, learn, and apply. I'm going to pause there. Listen, learn, and apply, right? So we're going to listen. We're going to learn. We're going to apply this, how we can go forward and boost black men and, and support them and be there for them, Right? Don't worry, I'll get to the episode where we talk about black men needed to support black women. But right now, we're bigging up black men. So, black men are kings. You know, our history starts at slavery. Well, that's where they want you to believe our history starts, our black history starts. It doesn't start at slavery, people. It doesn't. That's what the books tell you. What the books fail to tell you is that it starts with kings in Africa, in Egypt, going back to the time of Jesus. If y'all still want to believe Jesus is a white man, go ahead. But with the heat like that and those countries being so close to the equator, I highly doubt he was a white man. But I'm going to let you sleep on that for a moment. So the original black man, Jesus, right? The Messiah, the chosen one. But I'm not going to focus on him. Black men are kings. They're warriors. They go to bat for their family. What has happened is they were torn away from their family. And so what happens when you're torn away from your family? If we think of the family as a triangle, right? Okay. You have, in a biblical sense, it's God, it's the marriage, it's the children. If you remove one of those pieces, the foundation weakens. Now, if you want to take a, think of it in a worldly sense, because, you know, I would hope everyone listening to Black Therapy on Sensor has some spirituality in them. No matter what you believe in, that you are spiritual in some way, some shape or form. So at the head, the man is the head, right? After God, we have the man as the head. We have the woman. We have the children. If you rip the man away who happens to be the head, what do you think happens to the other two in the equation? Is it still balanced? No, it's not. It weakens the foundation. Black men are needed in their families' lives. As much as society wants to perpetuate this image that black men are not needed, that black men are not necessary, that black men are deadbeats, 
and their poor fathers and their poor examples. I'm here to tell you that's a bunch of bullshit. And I know better. And you are about to learn better. Going back to what I was saying, black men are kings. And so we need to put them back to where they rightfully are to strengthen that foundation once again. I know a ton of black men who may not be with their significant other that take care of their kids, that do right by their, their, um, the mother of their children, that are doing right by themselves, that are working hard, that are doing what they need to do to survive in this world. And all the black men that have been ripped away due to crime and violence against them were all in positions of doing well. No matter what their past was, they were currently in a position of doing well. And it amazes me when something goes down with black men, how it's described as, you know, he he was a drug dealer. You know, he was running the streets. He was, you know, he has a record. He, you know, it's never, hey, he's a, he's married and, and, you know, has a good job and a, and a, and his family's good and he's there and he's, you know, part of the PTA and he shows up at his kid's school. We need more examples of this in the media so that the current generation, the current generation knows what to follow. And so they have that example I had it growing up, you know, from watching certain TV shows. Right? We had a lot of black TV shows that, you know, show black men in a positive light. You know, we had Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We had um, Martin, right? He was a, a radio DJ on Fresh Prince. He, um, after a while, was... He went to school, he graduated high school, he graduated college, he was running the school store at the college. He was managing at a, after a while. Um, even with all the scandal going on, the, the Cosby show, you know, projected a, a good image of an American father. Of what that is. He was a doctor. His wife was a lawyer. They were a black family. They were doing good. They had good real estate in Brooklyn. That's prime real estate. You know what real estate is like in Brooklyn? That joint is expensive on the good side of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, we had a whole bunch of shows, even current shows now that haven't been lasting on TV. You know, The Soul Man. We've had a whole bunch of shows that portray a positive image of black men. So where does it all go wrong? Why does society determine that black men are no good? Where did that idea come from? I believe it truly comes from out of jealousy. And so when you see a society doing well, a group of people doing well, doing better than you, 
And instead of you coming in there and asking them to teach you and crediting them, you steal from them. You take the men away. You rape the women. You beat the children. And so what happens when somebody's constantly beat down? What happens when someone is constantly told they're no good? What happens when someone is is fed all the time, you ain't worth shit? And then when they don't have the examples in the house, because then what started to happen, right? Over time, in some Black households, Black men weren't present. But no one says that even though they're not present in the house, that they haven't been there for their kids. If you've, if anyone's currently read or is into any current readings, Hear Love by Matthew Cherry, right? Talks about a father, a single father, learning to do his daughter's hair. She's got big curly hair, right? And she can't, she wakes up one day and she's having a bad hair day and she's like struggling, whatever. And her dad comes into her room, but he doesn't interrupt her. The little animation came on before the movies and it was in select movie theaters before certain movies, like earlier in the year, or I want to say like late last year. And so he watches videos himself to figure out how to do it. And they learn together and he's able over time to perfect her hair. And I've seen plenty of real life scenarios of black men learning to do their daughters here. And if it's not them having a daughter, it's them having a son and playing ball with them or teaching them how to cook if that's what they do or teaching them how to swim. Black men are just as great as any other man on this planet. They're the first ones to help you if something's going wrong in the street. I mean, you still got to be on alert with people. You can't trust everybody, but that alert doesn't just have to be that heightened sense of alert doesn't just have to be limited to black men. You should be on alert with any dude. With any guy. How many stories have we heard of? And other uh, races where they beat women and they kill the children, we don't judge them. We don't say, man, white men stink. We don't say that. We're still like, there's still good white guys out there. And there are. So why when it comes to black men, we're like, nah. Nah, if one of y'all sucks, the other one, the rest of y'all must stink too. And you've seen it. Why can't they just be who they want to be? Listen to the music they want to listen to. Be free to be them without any judgment. It's hard being a black man in this world. I mean, I'm a black woman. I know my struggles. I can only imagine what it is to go through. That's why I read you that little snippet that I I wrote four years ago. You know, the struggles that they go through daily. What are those struggles? The struggle to get up, to have to put on a face when you're not feeling your best and to go into a job and a place where people don't really respect you. And to smile when you don't feel like smiling. And to yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, when you don't really feel like doing so. 
and to sometimes come home and not really be appreciated. Or maybe have no one to come home to, because that could be the reality as well. Or having to be the one to break the cycle in your family. So all that pressure that falls on you. But how do you break the cycle if you don't have the example? What it is to be a black father, I can only tell you from what I see in, in my own household. Is waking up and working hard every day to provide for your family. And feeling at the end of the day, you didn't quite do enough to provide for them. So tomorrow's another day. But you're going to make it happen one way or another. So when we clown people for having nine to fives, just know that they're trying their best. Because there's a lot of people with nine to fives that are hustling entrepreneurs. We could take it to, if you think about someone that's starting out in music or even acting, right? Unless you're a, a actor that's, or that's in the spotlight 100% of the time, you struggle as an actor. And as a black one, besides that, if the jobs are hard to come by as an actor, what do you think is going to happen as a black actor? Like they just spilling out? The struggles a black man goes through daily just to stay alive and survive. When they step out their doors of their residence, they are a target to the rest of the world. The rest of the world sees danger. The rest of the world feels scared. And so they have to put on face and prove to everybody they're not scary. And they're not dangerous. And that they can be trusted. You know how big of a burden that is when you just can't even be your regular self? You got to be making sure other people are okay around your blackness and then the moment that they crack they lose it we make fun of them we don't support them we make fun of them and that's the day the whole world turns it back in you right I watched so many interviews countless interviews of men just talking about their experience, like growing up and how it's been hard for them. And, you know, there's two types. There's the ones with their dads and the ones without their dads. But each of them seem to share some of a similar struggle that when they get to a certain point, whether they had their dad or not, now they're on their own and they have to become their own man and prove themselves in the world. But it's a little easier when they had their dad around. Because when you don't, who's the template? You might have an uncle, but maybe that uncle's not an upstanding citizen. But in order to understand Black men, you need to understand Black culture and what Black family means to the Black culture and how much of importance Black men have in their families. Like the respect that black women have for black men. 
Because we know and we understand the struggles they go through. We get it. Because we're black too. We not may not be a man, but we're black too. Then people wonder why black men are aggressive. Because when they needed us the most, let's bring it back to slavery days. Let's bring it back to segregation. When they needed us the most, people turned their backs on them. People label them. Crucify them. Made them, made them feel less than. Told them they weren't good enough. And so what... Again, you become angry, you become aggressive, you become unloving. Vulnerability is very hard. It's very hard. For anybody, vulnerability is a very hard thing, regardless of race. But for a black man, even more so. Because the world doesn't understand your pain. So for a black man to cry, it's like, you crying? You feel pain? You feel pain? I didn't know you could feel pain. Go back in your history books. Well, it's not in your history books. Do your own research. That's been my keyword. Do your research. And research shows that society in the medical field, way back in the day, not even that too long ago, like the 1800s, early 1900s, that it was assumed that black people don't feel pain. And so that even when we cried and complained and lashed out, that we still haven't reached our threshold of pain. Like we needed more pain. How much more pain can somebody go through? How much more? How much more can they possibly take? You know, I have a black son and my concern is he's going to go out into this world and ain't nobody going to love him like I love him. And he has to carry that heavy burden of being black on his shoulders. And so I do everything in my power to protect my son from that. Because if any... if I have learned anything in this last few months is that just because someone apologizes doesn't mean you have to accept it. People have to learn that insults come with consequences and one of them is the target declining to accept your bullshit. How do I apply that when I'm talking to black men? Stop apologizing for being you. You are beautiful. You're wonderfully made. You're made in the image of God. And you don't have to accept what others are doing to you. You stand up for what you know is right. And you continue to do right by your community. And so on Black Therapy on Sunset, I always want to highlight the positivity of Black men. There are Black men 
in the field of mental health. There are black men who do go to therapy. There are black men who do marry black women and love those black women and have black children and stay with their spouses and they're not abusive and they're not unloving and they're very vulnerable and they're very expressive. Black men are smart. Black men are beautiful. They are intelligent. They are hardworking. Listen, I don't know nobody who working harder than a black man. Even when he is irritated, he be like he is working hard because he knows what the end result is. And so he's going to work hard. And don't let the few bad seeds make you think any different. Don't let it make you think any different. If you have a black man in your life, I want you to salute them on this Father's Day. I want you to make them feel special. I want us to put them back in their rightful position as kings. As the head of the household. We've we, we sh- strayed away from it a lot with this mentality society. Like, I'm good. I don't need no man. I don't need nobody. Like, stop talking that nonsense. It's not about what you need. It's what about it's what is right. I don't need nobody. Mm, okay. Black men are allowed to cry. Give them a hug. They need that. You know what a 30 second hug does? Releases those good feel endorphins and you feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside. Black men hurt too. Don't let that tough exterior fool you. Deep down inside, there's a heart of mush. And so we need to be there for them because they need the support. Break the cycle. So on Father's Day... I salute all the black men. I pray that you have a day, one day, where you are free to be you without apology. And that's to the black men all across the world. Whether you from America, you from Africa, the Caribbean, South America, Europe, Asia, Australia, Am I missing a place? Nope, I think I got them all. See, when I when I thought about this week and what I want to talk about, I was like, eh, what can I say? I could just go on and tell you all the beautiful things I love about black men. Love their complexion. Love their hair. Just love your blackness. I just love blackness. Like, I love blackness. Like Tupac says, the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. I said, the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. The darker the flesh, the deeper the roots. That is such poetry. 
There are black men who like poetry. There are black men who like jazz music. There are black men who love walks on the beach and sunsets and sunrises. It's black men who like to read. There's black men that are really all about their education. There's really great black fathers out there. There's black men that like to bird watch. There's black veterinarians. There's black therapists, black social workers, black doctors, black teachers. And no, I'm not talking physical education like teach teachers, you know. So, happy Father's Day to all the fathers, the black fathers out there. I salute you. And it's been real. It's your girl Kay with another episode of Black Therapy Uncensored. Your prescription to positivity with a splash of motivation, no chaser. It's been real. One love, one, and I'm out. Peace.